0: Welcome to Episode 171 of the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Beth Bilo, and I am grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Recently, my husband and I had a wonderful time hanging out with some of his childhood friends at their cabin in the woods of West Michigan. We arrived late Friday afternoon and stayed through breakfast on Saturday morning. At one point, we were surrounded by about 15 people, ages 5 to 85, all except Andy and me related to one another through blood or marriage. As far as we could tell, they were all extroverts because it was wall-to-wall activity. While we completely enjoyed our time together, we also felt a bit overwhelmed by it all. It was a perfect opportunity to practice what I preach around setting boundaries and taking care of our introvert selves when we're in stimulating environments. Here's what I did. I regularly allowed myself to be engaged in conversation with just one person apart from the group. I didn't feel that I had to be an active contributor to every discussion. Instead, I focused on being present and listening. It only took a few simple questions to open up stories in others, and since they were speaking to my curiosity, it was easier to have a balanced conversation. I took regular breaks to visit with Ginger and Lucy, our dog and cat, who had accompanied us on the journey. And when Andy, Ginger, Lucy, and I headed out, we gave ourselves space for silence, including spending a few quiet minutes at our favorite scenic turnout with sweeping views of Lake Michigan and the sand dunes. The time out from our travels allowed us to press reset and decompress after the frenzy of activity. It also helped us to have a deeper appreciation for the friends in our lives who are so different from us, yet love us and give us a chance to stretch our comfort zones. I share this story with the hope that it reminds you of the choices that you have in social situations. If you choose to be there, then make sure you are intentional and choose any number of simple ways to take care of yourself. Now on to introducing today's guest. I'm pleased to welcome to the podcast, Katie Rasool, for a lively conversation about being the outlier in a group and building our resilience through regular practices. Katie speaks to entrepreneurs, team leaders, and C-suite executives who are high achieving and often introverted. She is a TEDx speaker alumna and author of the best selling book, Hidden Brilliance, a high achieving introvert's guide to self discovery, leadership, and playing big. Katie believes that high achieving introverts are way too awesome to be playing small, meant for bigger things than slow death by conference calls. She also co hosts the Life and Leadership podcast as a platform of conversations for powerful people to level up. Katie is a leadership coach and culture advisor, helping leaders grow personally and professionally through her company, Team Awesome. She has led leadership, organizational development, and HR best practices for more than a decade. She is a mom, proud advocate for her awesome hometown of Milwaukee, and macaroni and cheese aficionado. You'll find Katie's information as well as links to information on how to connect with her and her introvert Island book selections on the episode webpage at the dot com slash podcast. Hi Katie, welcome to the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. It's a delight to welcome you to the conversation. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Well, what is making you smile today?
1: Well, I actually recently jumped back into work after maternity leave. So I'm sort of in this building and planning and resetting mode, which I kind of love. Mm -hmm. I love uh, making lists and, and figuring out what my priorities are. So I'm really enjoying that today.
0: Yeah, nice. And congratulations on then, I would assume, a new addition to your family. Thank you. Yes. Good. Well, let's give listeners some context. Um, they probably have gathered a little bit from the introduction, but let's let's go there anyway. Um, where do you fall on the introvert-extrovert spectrum,
1: and how has that awareness influenced your path? Yeah, I'm definitely an introvert, uh, which I didn't always understand about myself, but I actually, my whole career has been in HR and in leadership roles. And so I have chameleoned into extrovert behavior really well for a long time because I've always been in some sort of role that was very on stage. Mm -hmm. But having the awareness of being an introvert has really influenced now how I schedule my work, um, the type of work that I do. I'm much more suited and following my calling, I do a lot of organizational development and HR work still. But as a coach, now I'm uh, now focused as a certified leadership coach. I am in the perfect place for where Mm -hmm. I want to spend my time and deeply listening to people during that coaching time. So it's really changed my career path and then how I understand myself and how I kind of reserve energy for myself during the week. I'm also have discovered that I'm some level of a highly sensitive person. So it just has really opened up my eyes to a lot of things that I knew about myself and couldn't put a name to it. So that's been really interesting to dig into that as well.
0: Yeah. What do you feel like was the pivot point when you understood that you were an introvert? And
1: when do you feel like it started making a difference in your choices? I think like a lot of people, honestly, it was reading quiet.
0: Mm. And mm-hmm. it's
1: starting to come into the mainstream discussion and, and there being more conversation, more writing out there about it, and just understanding like, wow, I do this. Oh, I do that. And, <laughs> and realizing how at odds, I was with that in a lot of my work. I would come home yeah. at the end of the day just exhausted because I was extroverting so much. But it was such hard work to do that. Yeah. And so finally realizing where I could change my behavior or stop chameleoning so much <laughs> right um, into kind of extroverted behavior that just changed the game because I really understood it for the first time. I started reading lots of other books, lots of other articles online and learning about highly sensitive people, learning about introversion and how it wasn't quite what we all maybe thought it was 10 years ago. Right, right. And
0: yeah, it's um, it's like books like Quiet and, and other books that are out there and um, articles and posts and It's like it's holding up a mirror to introverts and reflecting back to them something sometimes surprising, like you didn't know this about yourself, but now that you see it, you see it much more clear. It's like, you know, putting on glasses for the first time. You didn't realize that you weren't able to see before. Oh, (laughs) Um, yeah, that's a great analogy for it. So you've got this new awareness.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I'll, I'll dig into if I'm really going down the rabbit hole, some INFJ, like Myers-Briggs yes. type stuff. And, and that's it, kind of a fun way to learn more about myself and hold up the mirror as well. Yeah. Well, as a fellow
0: INFJ, I share that, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> propensity for like, how much can I learn and going down the rabbit hole? So that's great. And you describe yourself as an outlier. An identity that I'm guessing would resonate for a lot of our listeners. What have you discovered about the possible advantages of being an outlier? Because we don't always think of it as something that's necessarily a good thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I saw myself for a long time. I would just notice I was kind of the other in some situations So I was the only woman in the boardroom in some cases, or I was the youngest person on the executive team, um, or just the only introvert or the only person not necessarily just speaking to speak in a meeting. So I would notice all of these times when I felt like I was the other half of the conversation. And um, particularly one of the things that I've learned and talked about in some of my work and in in my book is a high achieving introvert. So it's sort of this oxymoron person. I never really felt quite in there. And instead of it being a hindrance, I've really started to see it as a superpower. And when I have recognized it that way, it's helped me make a bigger impact in the world. So instead of feeling uncomfortable with being the other Mm -hmm really recognizing it and getting super crystal clear on it being the, the thing that I bring to the yeah. table and the thing that I bring to the world. And how can I expand on that instead of try and hide it away or pretend like that's something that should be hidden. And that has totally changed my perspective on staying aligned with my values and staying aligned with authenticity and being able to use those strengths to expand my impact in the world for sure yeah
0: you're making me think of um And I, I, we were talking about sensitivity to pronouncing last names and maybe, you know how to pronounce this, but, um, Seth, is it Godin or Godin? Godin. Godin. Thank you. That's always what I want to say, but then I'm like hesitant. (laughs) Um, but you're making me think of the purple cow, you know, concept, you know, that, that thing that stands out that differentiates you and how can you lean into that and lead with it and
1: embrace it as a way to stand out in the marketplace. Yeah. And and every time I've done that, you know, it's a little scary at first. You Uh dip a toe in every time I have done that. It has paid dividends in how I feel in being aligned with my values and my authenticity and then in how people respond. And so I've just continued to dip more toes in the water and dip a whole leg in the water. uh, (laughs) Really, really just embrace that as a superpower. Yeah, and I love that you didn't say I just
0: do- I just did it. I just dive in, um, you know, acknowledging that yeah, it takes it takes courage and um, baby steps sometimes.
1: Absolutely, to really
0: embrace that. And and one of the things that can really get in our way, and you and I as coaches probably encounter this a lot, are those gremlins, you know, that live inside our heads and hold us back. And that's one of the topics that you talk about in your book Hidden Brilliance. Can you tell us about that committee of inner critics that introverts sometimes struggle with? and how we can turn that
1: self-talk around. Yeah, you know, I think introverts or extroverts, we all struggle with these inner critic voices. There's always, we all have that experience. But I think where introverts can be a little unique is that we have a very rich inner dialogue. And my favorite chapter in my book, Hidden Brilliance, is called the board of directors. (laughs) And I started to recognize within myself, like, I have a lot of these voices and not in a, you know, clinical, (laughs) psychological (laughs) problem sort of way. But okay, wow, I have this really rich dialogue. And who are all these people talking? So Mm -hmm. um, where I started to name each of them, Mm -hmm. and understand them and really sort of put a personality and um, that that's what the board of director chapter does is it personifies all of these different voices. So there's Bridget, for example, who's my real gremlin. She's the you're not enough voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, who else is in there? And really started to dig. And some of them are, are lovely and beautiful and creative and kind. And some of them don't serve me as well. Mm-hmm. So it's understanding who they are, putting a name to them, I think, really take some of the power away particularly the ones that can be detrimental yeah and i've just learned to learn who they are and become friends with them say thank you for your service mm-hmm. and particularly for bridget when bridget right. the gremlin comes up i say thank you um now get in the back seat and if you want to speak you can only cheer me on mm-hmm. that's your new job and mm-hmm. reassign her <laughs> And so she's putting her energy elsewhere now. She's reassigned to the cheering section. And uh, I think that is is some of the most powerful ways I have found to turn some of that self-talk around is just to understand them and hear them and nod and go, okay, and now here's my response and take the control back of the narrative. Yeah, yeah. What I've learned about
0: the Bridget voice um, at least for me, is that if I really kind of dig down in the layers, what she's trying to do is protect me. You know, she has fear, like you're going to make a fool out of yourself, you're going to embarrass yourself, you're going to fail. And it's not because she thinks I'm a terrible person or incompetent. It's just protection, you know, not wanting to be vulnerable. And when I realize that about my own version of Bridget, it helps me to have more compassion, for that voice and for myself, and and then I can, you know, like you said, kind of reassign or say, okay, you know, I I hear you, and I take what you're saying under advisement, and I'm going to do this anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that the voices will always be there, right? The board of directors mm-hmm. will always be there, but we just have to acknowledge and reassign them or tell them what, where their role is instead of letting them yeah. run amok and kind of all right. argue over the board table as I used to see them and like board of directors just sort of arguing with each other. And now it's, you know, I it's, it's a much more calm narrative, but certainly mm-hmm. they're always there. I just get to, um, they get to sit in the back seat yeah. of the van instead of the driver's seat yeah yeah you've changed your
0: relationship with them, yeah well, one of the things you also offer in the book are some practices that introverts can integrate into their routines to build their resilience and their leadership capacity. What are a few of your favorite practices that have made the biggest difference for you and your
1: clients? Yeah, I think one of the biggest themes in the book in particular, and um that i've has really changed what I have done and how I see the world over the last couple of years was how you define success. Mm. So I was having a bit of an existential crisis in 2017. Mm -hmm. And this was a really difficult question for me to answer was what is my definition of success where I realized I was living by everyone else's definition and didn't know what my own was. And so when I think about a favorite practice, you know, just saying, how do you define success? And aligning that with what is your vision for your work, for life, does that align with what you value? Mm -hmm. And living into that definition of success, I, I have found readjusting and knowing what that definition is and being true to that has totally changed the trajectory where I've been able to really detach my value from the outcome. So it was always this accomplishment that was the definition of success where now I really just see the value and focus the value on the journey. And the outcome is irrelevant. And I couldn't do that before when I was so achievement driven and so outcome driven. Now I'm still that way. I mean I'm a recovering mm-hmm. addict in that way. <laughs> so I I have yeah. to truly engage that part of my brain all of the time. Yeah. Um, but I see that particularly in my clients. Uh, So many of them are high achievers. They are people who have been wildly successful and don't even realize that there's a whole nother level of success that they've never tapped into because they've always followed someone else's definition of success or didn't realize there was more to do. And so I think that's been the biggest thing for me. And then on a slightly more tactical side, managing energy and really understanding what do I do and what do I give up Mm -hmm. has been wildly successful for me and something I talk a lot about clients. I always talk about time management and I really talk about energy management, especially as an introvert. And we know that we need to manage our energy a little bit differently. And every probably quarter I do what I call the slash and burn. Mm -hmm. And I start to feel as if I'm out of alignment in my calendar and where I'm spending my time. And I start to feel overwhelmed. I'm like, stop. I go to my calendar and I just get rid of stuff. Yeah. I like I don't need to go to that. I don't need to do that task even though I was telling myself that was really important yesterday <laughs> and I just slash and burn until I feel back in alignment and I feel much more calm. And so that's something that I do to manage my energy and figure out where I need to give things up that don't feel good anymore.
0: Yeah. You're really reminding us that when we say practice it's something that's ongoing and evolving and whether it's defining success or checking in with your energy to be intentional like with that sort of check in with yourself is this still my definition of success am i still doing things that move forward to that like you said is this thing that was so important yesterday still important today and kind of always questioning not to the point of self doubt or you know over analyzing but always just sort of checking
1: in and saying you know is this still important and I've really been enjoying you asked, you know, the beginning, what's making me smile today is coming back from taking a break to have a baby, now is the moment where I'm doing all of those things and really actively Mm -hmm. asking all of myself these questions again. So it's hard. It's hard work and it's so worthwhile, even though it's hard, it feels something like new growth happening, which feels really good.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, the last question I want to ask has to do with something that you share in your online bio. There's a line that says, think of the impact that one single leader has on the world through the the ripple effect of their actions. What one single leader has made the biggest impact on you and how have you been a ripple for their actions?
1: Mm, I, You know, I've been blessed to have a lot of great leaders over the course of my career that were the right thing that I needed at that time. Um, most recently, mm-hmm. former boss of mine, Jess Terry. Hello, Jess. <laughs> you know, he's someone who created safety and support in the role. I'm someone Mm -hmm. who likes to do it my way. And so I had a lot of autonomy and he really pushed me forward a lot of times when I didn't know that I need to do that at the time. So he pushed me forward in a lot of ways and frankly understood parenting. He is the dad of two young girls Mm -hmm. and I needed that at a time when I was readjusting to being in a corporate environment And being a new parent and just needed someone who understood that. And when I think of all of those impacts and those things that he made on me, it is a ripple effect to me as how I lead and how I've led my teams or teach leadership to others. But that is the beauty of of coaching and developing leaders. That's why I spend time in that space, because if I can be a part of one person And their leadership being improved, their lives being different, that affects all of the people that are on their team and the people that report to them. And that affects their families and it affects the dinner conversations at home. Mm -hmm. I know I've had bosses that weren't so great. Mm -hmm. And I came home and I was exhausted and I would cry and I was distracted and um, wasn't present with my husband or with my kids. And so, if I can be a part of that, where, you know, so many people can be affected just by one person's leadership, adjusting, I think that's really noble work.
0: Yeah. And that's such a great message for introverts to remember who sometimes feel like they do their best connecting one on one. And to remember that it just takes one person to impact potentially, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of people just through that single relationship. Well, I want to end with a question that I ask all of my guests. If you were granted a three-week vacation on Introvert Island, and you could only take three books with you, like the old-fashioned kind, um, what would you take with you and why?
1: Yeah, I think I would, you know, take a book for adults, which is a um, Cheryl Strait has recently become one of my most favorite contemporary writers. So I would bring Tiny Beautiful Things with me, her book, mm-hmm. um, the Dear Sugar column advice. It, it's a beautiful book. So I would bring that one as my, you know, good for my adult self, for my child, my inner <laughs> child. I would bring. Kid President's Guide to Being Awesome. If you've <laughs> if you've never seen his YouTube video called Pep Talk, it's my jam. And yeah. so the book is actually a really meaty amount of information or fun things you can do. And it's just my inner child is Kid President. So I would bring his guide to being awesome and I would Bring a blank notebook so that I could write or journal or make paper airplanes. <laughs> and uh, uh, I think that that would be my third book. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you. I've not heard of you say Kid President? Yeah, Kid President. Um, the book is Guide to Being Awesome, Kid President's Guide to Being Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And Google, uh, look for his YouTube video, Pep Talk. Yeah. It will brighten anyone's day.
0: (laughs) I think I'm gonna have to look it up right after we finish talking. And I will definitely put um, links in the show notes to your Introvert Island book selections as well as that video. So um, thank you for sharing that. Well, Katie, what is the best way for people to connect with you and learn more about your services and your book, Hidden Brilliance?
1: Yeah, I'm all over social channels. So that's a great way to connect with me. My website is teamawesomecoaching.com. There's a tab about my book, Hidden Brilliance, which is also on Amazon to purchase. My TEDx talk that I did in 2017 that is on the same topic Mm -hmm. um, is available kind of all on that website. And um, you can listen if you're into podcasts, as your listeners obviously are. (laughs) Um, you can check out the Life and Leadership podcast that I co-host as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Katie. It's
0: been a great pleasure chatting with you. And you've offered us lots to think about. And I really wish you all the best.
1: Thanks so much. This was great. I appreciate being on the show.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Remember to visit my website at the dot slash podcast for links to Katie's website and book. If you'd like to connect with me, I welcome your emails at beth at the or you can use the short contact form on my website at the If you enjoy this content, please consider leaving a review on iTunes and sharing this podcast with your family, friends, and colleagues. We want to reach as many people as possible and your reviews and shares help us to do that. Before I sign off, I want to update you on a new project that I spoke about late last year. I knew I wanted to start a new podcast, but I fumbled around a while while trying to figure out what that was going to be, and I'm pleased to announce that now I know. The new show is called How Can I Say This? And it's focused on providing tips and resources to help you have more courageous conversations at work and at home. Part of the format includes taking listener questions about your communication and conflict challenges, and responding to them in each episode. In addition, I'll frequently be joined by guest experts in communication, mediation, conflict, and psychology, who will offer their perspective and wisdom. If you would like to submit a question for a future episode, or if you just want to learn more about the show, you'll find information at howcanisaythis.com. The first episodes launch September 4th, and we'll be jumping right in with listener questions and guests, Kern Berry of Pop the Bubble, psychologist and author Laurie Helgo, and conflict coach Cinny Noble. I would be thrilled if you listened in. That web address again is HowCanISayThis.com. Thanks so much for joining me and Katie, and we both hope that you took away something useful for your life and your business. A big thanks also to Paul Messing, my podcast producer. This is Beth Velo of The Introvert Entrepreneur. It's been a pleasure sharing this time with you, and until we meet again, remember that success is an inside job.